It's Friday the 16th of May from London. I'm Linda von Tolberg and here is your business flash briefing. In today's business headlines, South Africa has managed to break the emerging market janks as bonds managed to dodge losses. While the average benchmark bond in emerging markets has handed investors a loss of 0.8% this month, the country's sovereign debt has given a total return of 1.9%, the most among 25 developing nations, tracked by Bloomberg. Analysts say the South African bonds had quite a bit of risk priced in them, which is unwinding post-election. If Ramaphosa's cabinet is the right mix, further gains would be possible. The risk of South Africa losing its only investment-grade rating could increase now that Moody's Investor Services has decided to include ESCOM's colossal debt load in the country's overall fiscal strength calculations. Moody's now includes the power utilities' government-guaranteed debt in its assessment of the nation's fiscal situation because the utility can't service its obligations without the state's backing. The ratings company sees South Africa's debt burden increasing to more than 70% of gross domestic product over the next few years, a trend that contrasts with BAA3-rated peers, which include Bahamas and Hungary, it said. With the elections over, investors and rating agencies are now eyeing President Cyril Ramaphosa's next cabinet with high hopes of a more streamlined administration free from ministers tainted by corruption. The rand has been gaining in strength since the election and may extend its advance to $13.20 by year end, provided the new cabinet inspires confidence among investors, according to Morgan Stanley. Investors want clarity on the positions of Finance Minister Tito Mbeweni and Public Enterprises Minister Pravin Gordon. Meanwhile, Kasata has been lobbying Ramaphosa to cut the size of his cabinet to 26 ministers and a maximum of six deputies and exclude anyone implicated in corruption. News from Britain is that Prime Minister Theresa May took a major step closer to leaving office in the face of growing demands to quit over her failure to deliver Brexit. Read our satirical columnist Simon Lincoln Reader's take on May on the business website. He says her fortunes are a stark reminder to the Democratic Alliance to be, and I quote, a movement based on reaction, consider yourself too proud to scrap in the gutter, do not lead so much as respond, and quickly you'll find yourself in an uncomfortable position, staring at nothing but the two cheeks of your own bottom. There are plenty denialists out there of the Ramaphosa effect on the election, and it comes not only from the ANC's Ace Mahashule, but also from the DA's Helen Zilli. Have a look at our own Alec Hogg's number on the BizNews website, where it shows that almost 200,000 DA voters abandoned the party at the national level, moving mostly from Musi Maimani to Cyril, and how there were similar switches on their national voting decisions by provincial supporters of the EFF and the IFP. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange ended yesterday's trading slightly higher following increases across most of the other equity indices. The rand rose to 14 rand 13 cents against the dollar before it became under pressure and ended the day on 14.22. The biggest JSE winner were resources shares. 
Kumba Iron Ore Limited rose by 5.65%, while Asor climbed by 4.46%. News that Anglo-American PLC will be building a new diamond mining boat to operate off the Namibian coast, a sign that the company is willing to spend on growth, pushed Anglo-American shares up 2.31%. Investex showed resilience despite Brexit and sluggish growth in South Africa. Its earnings rose by 5.8%. Its shares ended the day 3.66% higher. This has been your Biz News Flash Briefing. Have a good weekend.